millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another informative episode of Red Pill News Live. Hope you guys are having a great day. I've got a story for you. I don't know how this one slipped through the cracks, but it did. When you hear it, you're going to understand why the White House does not want to talk about it. And why their proxies in the mainstream media don't want to discuss it either. It's really interesting considering the current spate of events that have been partaking over the last couple of days. We've also got an update on the House Speaker race. Looks like the rhinos are moving in. Got a couple of updates on some stories I've brought you in the last couple of days. And of course, we've got to see what the latest is in Israel and Palestine. It's getting dicey. So if you wouldn't mind, please hit that like button. Thank you very much for hanging out, guys. Thank you for uh, being here. Yes, unfortunately, Noble Gold uh, is no longer a sponsor of the program. Yeah. Uh, I want to say thank you very much for the uh, tail end donation yesterday. I want to say it was Monica Q, if I remember correctly. And then also on Cash App last night, looked like we got a donation from Valerie who says, she I enjoy your podcasts. Sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn, because we'll be right back after this. Bitcoin ETF is all the rage right now, and that's because a major financial player is just now resubmitting their application for a Bitcoin ETF. So as a result, investors are thinking this is just over the horizon. Mainstream adoption is right around the corner. Now, add to that, lawmakers recently voted to set guidelines on just when and how crypto firms should register with either the Commodities Futures Trading Commission or the Securities and Exchange Commission. Now, while all of this is good news, an ETF only gives you 
exposure to crypto, not direct ownership. The whole point of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin is to directly own an asset with a finite supply that is outside of any government influence. And my digital money can help you do that. With my digital money, you own your crypto, whether you invest in a crypto IRA or with a standard trading account. Now, remember, it's important to diversify your portfolio. And when it comes to a crypto investment, direct ownership is of the utmost importance. So don't get caught up in the excitement the media is trying to spin because nothing beats owning your own crypto and nothing beats investing in crypto through my digital money. Not only are you able to invest with them using a crypto IRA, but also a standard trading account, and it's all in the same platform. You also have the assurance that your assets are going to be put into a trust. That means that no matter what happens to my digital money, your crypto is always safe. So if you're ready to invest in cryptocurrency, do so with MyDigitalMoney.com. Once again, that's MyDigitalMoney.com. The link is in the description box below. And I should also tell you they have excellent U.S.-based customer service, so feel free to give them a call with any questions you might have at 833-636-2008. Invest with MyDigitalMoney.com today, and when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, guys, welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. Hold on, I need to actually just send... uh, Oh, no, that's okay. We'll push my idea to next week. Mm. Okay, so uh, obviously later on tonight at 9 p.m., I am uh, doing my weekly program with my good friend Brad Collagero Getz over there on Badlands Media. Hopefully you can join us. It's called Altered State if you don't know about it. Also on Mondays at 1030 Eastern Time on Badlands Media, I do a show with John Harold. We call it Baseless Conspiracies. And then on Thursdays at 4 p.m. with Adel Nero and quite frankly, we've got another program called Taking It Back. Hopefully you can join us for all of those other ones, but even if you're only here Monday through Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern for Red Pill News. I sincerely appreciate it. I saw someone asking over there on Pilled.net, what do you hit if you want to like the show over on Pilled? That, my friend, is the Red Pill. You hit the Red Pill, that lets people know that it is a good program and you enjoy it. So thank you very much to uh, everybody for sponsoring this program with your patronage and uh, if you can with your support, I sincerely appreciate it. As I was saying in the introduction, we've got a lot to discuss today, a bit of a history lesson and some breaking news that just came across my desk, something that I think is so highly relevant to the situation we find ourselves in right now, Uh, certainly something that we need to discuss. Now, let us begin with a little conversation about the ongoing race for Speaker of the House. Speaker of the House, uh, there were a couple of people who put their names in the hat, obviously, namely Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise. Now, Steve Scalise, I have to say, is like Kevin McCarthy Jr., so I'm not all that hyped on him being Speaker of the House. However... I think the vast majority of the Republicans in the conference are rhinos at the end of the day. So they held a secret ballot earlier this afternoon to decide who they were going to nominate to be Speaker of the House. And that nomination was Steve Scalise. He won 113 to Jim Jordan's 99. So roughly, you know, just a little bit over 50 percent of the Republicans in Congress are uh, are, are on the same level as Steve Scalise and uh, Kevin McCarthy. 
McCarthy. So Lou Dobbs also speaking out. He thinks uh, the same track as I do. 113 rhinos, part from Jim Jordan. What a disgrace. Scalise is McCarthy in the flesh. It's time for the conservatives in the party to rise up once again and reject rhinos from leadership. The Great America Show. Now, we can very likely have the exact same scenario we did when Kevin McCarthy ran 15 times in a row before he finally became Speaker of the House. It looks like there is more than enough votes to stop Steve Scalise from becoming Speaker. Now, this is the point at which they were trying to scare people earlier on when they were saying, oh, if we remove Kevin McCarthy, then Congress is going to grind to a halt. Nothing will get done. To my point, nothing gets done anyway. All they do is create omnibuses so that they don't have to work as hard. They don't want to read the bills. They don't want to do the research. They don't want to vote on single issue items. So I agree with Lou Dobbs. I think that the true America First Patriots, the conservative MAGA adherents in Congress, need to hold the conference's feet to the fire. If Steve Scalise is going to be Kevin McCarthy 2.0, then we can't have him as Speaker of the House. What we need is somebody who actually gets things done. And from my estimation, although Steve Scalise, you know, he was shot for his country by a radical left activist. He almost died. Uh, He has been a reliable conservative vote. But He also has been loyal to Kevin McCarthy, whereas Jim Jordan, although he may not be perfect, he may not do everything that we want him to do. There's only a handful of people in Congress that I believe are actually working to give the American people answers. At least Jim Jordan is running these committees. Jim Jordan is actually sending out subpoenas. Jim Jordan is actually putting out press releases and talking to the American public and talking about the the very issues that are important to us. So. As far as I'm concerned, Jim Jordan should be Speaker of the House. Jim Jordan is the one who should actually be leading the Republicans in the direction that we need to go. The only question now becomes, how many times is Steve Scalise going to throw his name in the hat before it becomes obvious that he can't get elected? Now, anything could happen. All right. I'm not psychic. I'm hoping that the uh, the Freedom Caucus uh, holds Steve Scalise's feet to the flame and forces the issue uh, as many times as need be until Steve Scalise steps aside and says, OK, we'll go ahead and try and let you elect Jim Jordan now, because I'll tell you who else it's not going to be. Hakeem Jeffries. I am particularly disgusted by the closed door vote, which allowed Steve Scalise to be the nominee. Uh, this paves the way for much the exact same. What is going on with my computer, guys? Uh, okay. Hey, hey, Trumpy cool, man. So good to see you, dude. Yes, Uniparty Congress, nothing good ever gets done. Yes, yes, Trumpy cool, you're absolutely right. It's the truth, and that's why we have to hold them accountable. Uh, it's very unfortunate, uh, but... I mean, this is something I've, I've really felt for a very long time. You know, I, the, you, you can't, you can't lose faith, right? You have to be realistic. You have to have hopes, dreams. You have to, you know, pray and hope that God is going to give you and the nation exactly what we need. 
Uh, I can't walk around all day being blackpilled. Unfortunately, politicians going to politic. They're going to do what they have so long traditionally done. Uh, and it takes time to bring about the type of change that we are hoping to affect. But Kevin McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy may be working behind the scenes to ensure that his agenda remains in play. That's what I see with Steve Scalise. So keep your eyes open uh, as to who actually votes for Steve Scalise and uh, if they go ahead and uh, throw Jim Jordan's vote out there instead. Uh, MTG actually already spoke out and said that she's going to be voting for Jim Jordan, regardless of whoever they nominate uh, as the likely candidate for the Republicans. So Jake Sherman says Steve Scalise is now the clear favorite to become the GOP's nominee for speaker. He could wrap it up today. I don't think he will. The Scalise whip operation has worked overtime over the last two days to defeat a motion to change the party's rules to nominate a speaker. I wonder what that rule change actually would have led to. Um, I have to believe that if Steve Scalise, as Kevin McCarthy 2.0, was out there trying to whip up uh, support against a change to the rules, well, it likely might have been better for the American people, might have led to a better choice for Speaker of the House. All right, guys. Now, I want to take it a little bit weird. If you've been watching my show long enough, you know that every now and then I like to talk about something that isn't politics, that isn't news. I think we live in a world of mystery, a world of unknowns, uh, a world that we have yet to fully understand, both in terms of energy, in terms of physicality, in terms of the ethereal and the spiritual. There is so much going on out there. We have multiple planes of existence, and we, as physical beings, are here right now, vessels, containers for our souls, enjoying life on this physical plane. But there's more out there, and there's even more here on this physical plane that we simply do not understand. This, my friends, is a video that was taken recently uh, by a traveler on a train in Colorado. And I have to be honest, uh, outside of the uh, the Patterson-Gimlin footage, it's probably the best video, the most convincing evidence for the existence of a Bigfoot-like creature. Call it what you will. Yeti, Sasquatch, Sam Squanch, <laughs> the Abominable Snowman, whatever it might be. I think that this is uh, is truly something remarkable. So, normally when a Bigfoot video comes out, a lot of people, you know, you're looking for zippers, you're looking for seams, you're looking for the movements of a human being inside a gorilla suit. You know, I, nine times out of ten, the, these things, when they're this clear, are totally fake. That's just the name of the game. People want to make content. Isn't that right? People want the clicks. Uh, they want the rage bait. Uh, they want the headlines. And they want you to be consuming all of it. In this instance, this is a video that was taken by just some random people driving through an uninhabited area of Colorado. And they weren't looking for Bigfoot. They 
are not Bigfoot people at all. Uh, and, uh, and if it's not a clear image that looks like a dude in a gorilla suit, quite often it's just kind of, uh, murky and, 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 uh, uh, blurry, right? You know, I, I have to be honest here. I think that Bigfoot's real and I think that, uh, they may have the ability to camouflage in a way that we don't fully understand. I think the U.S. Army would like to get a hold of that technology though. Uh, but it would make sense if they're able to blend into their surroundings in such a way that human beings can't see them. It may not, doesn't mean that it's something magical. Uh, it may just have something to do with light refraction and, uh, and, and a natural ability to camouflage. Take, for example, chameleons, right? There's a number of different types of lizards. They can immediately change the color of their skin to perfectly blend in with whatever it is that they're sitting on. Who's to say that a Bigfoot can't do the exact same thing? I don't know. I've never seen one. I've never had the opportunity, but heck, I would enjoy it. I'll tell you what. So take a look at this video. Let me blow this up so that you guys can see it. This was posted on a website called Out There Colorado. And Okay. And uh, gosh, I wish that I could make this just as big as possible. Hold on. Let me actually let me do it with me not on the screen. Okay. Oh, no. Okay, sweet. Here we go. So, if you can look right here where my mouse is, right in the very middle, there appears to be a person walking in this scrub. This is in the Nowheresville, Colorado. Here we go. It's an elusive creature. And it sits down. down. Yeah, let me see your camera. I'll do it. So take a look at that. What do you guys think about that? What do you think about this? Because I think that it looks like it's a Bigfoot. You can see its arms and its legs. The arms are very long. I know this is probably not that large for you guys. It's like hunched over. It's looking over at the train going by. And then it sits down in an effort to camouflage itself. Right, just squatted down. And look at the way its head is switching around. Like that to me just doesn't look like a person in a suit. Doesn't seem to me like this is your average Bigfoot encounter where some guy in a suit is waiting in the woods for his buddies to go by so that they can go ahead and uh, and catch and catch them at their uh, at their best. Uh, hang on, let me history reopen last closed tab. That would have been reopen last closed. Ah, thank you so much. Who was that? Uh, LKW Cross. Thank you very much, LKW Cross. Reopen. Okay, where is the Colorado? Out there, Colorado. Hmm. Okay. This is what I wanted to see, because this is their website. All right. That is not a photo of what we saw there a moment ago, but there is an isolated image. Now, look at that, guys. Take a look at this. This is an isolated image. It looks like it's got, like, this mane of blonde hair. It perfectly just blends right into the scrub scrub grass. And uh, it's got, like, a very interesting face. I think Big Mike needs a shave. You might be right. Might be right. 
So these are some theories. A prankster in a Bigfoot suit. Why I think this is not likely is because this is the middle of nowhere, okay? Uh, this person, if it was a person in a suit, I mean, there there would have been, I mean, it would have been a lot of uh, preparatory work to get dressed up like this and wait for someone, a train, something to go by. Um, maybe it's a publicity stunt for like, I don't, who, who's that um, that company that uh, that that makes the beef jerky that they have Bigfoots in the ads? What is that like, Jack Links or something like that? Maybe it's something related to that. Maybe it's a hunter in creative camouflage. I tend to doubt that. I don't know why a hunter would want to dress up like a Bigfoot. Uh, I, I think that animals would be scared. Uh, maybe it's another animal, but it was clearly a bipedal being walking around. I, I think that the proportions were wrong for it to be a human, though. But, of course, it could be an actual Bigfoot. I don't know. I really can't say, guys. I have to leave this up to you and to everybody else who might actually dig in a little bit deeper. But look at that. I just squatted down. I think that's so incredible. It may also be Jill Biden. Yes, it could be a lost furry. See, I think that any of the explanations where it could potentially just be a person in a suit are just kind of thrown out the window when you realize like how remote this is, you know, and, and it's, you, you know, you don't really hear about Bigfoot in Colorado, but it has happened before. People have seen things. It has been reported. It's just not all that often, probably because the area they live in is largely uninhabited. I used to live in Boulder years ago after high school for a short time. And, uh, you know, the cities themselves are fairly densely populated. But you get out of the cities, you start driving through the mountains. There's a lot of space out there. Uh, there is a lot of space for something to roam if it wanted to. So there you go. Just wanted to bring you guys that because I thought it was super, super cool. Uh, and, of course, uh, it uh, it's just not something you see all that often. This, I guess, here is another image of it. You can't see it at all, but it gives you a better idea of the type of landscape. I mean, this is the side of a mountain, right? I mean, there's a, a train going by, uh, probably an Amtrak. I took an Amtrak from Chicago to Denver years ago, my buddy and I, we went on a bike trip. We rode our bikes from Denver up to Rocky Mountain National Park and then back down again. And it was like 120 miles or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. It might have been 120 miles one way. I can't remember. It was a long trip, but it was it was a lot of fun. And, you know, you're out in the middle of nowhere. That's one of the reasons I like hiking and camping. And I just like the outdoors is because you, you get to go places there where people are not. All right. So thank you very much. Let me take a look here. Sound like the train was going slow. The trains don't go all that fast uh, through here. You'd be surprised at how slow they go. Uh, you know, the trip from Colorado back to Chicago also took a lot longer than it was supposed to because passenger rail, Amtrak passenger rail and say like, you know, CTX, the freight trains, they share the same railways. And so the freight gets the um, – uh, they get first dibs, right? So if there is a freight train ahead of a passenger train, the passenger train has to slow down uh, in order to stay at, at, you know, as far as they need to behind the, um, uh, the rail, the, the freight car. 
And sometimes they have to stop altogether. Uh, we, we came up to a bridge that was um, raised because th- there was like boats that went underneath and uh, there was a problem as a result of it. And so we basically sat in the same place for like three days. We also had another delay because a freight train ahead of us had had some sort of, I don't know, disastrous thing happen with one of its wheels. And so they had to come all the way out there in the middle of nowhere. There's no roads leading to this place. So basically they had to drive on a a Jeep or something like that with tools to come out and fix it, whatever it was. But we had to sit in the same spot. It was terrible. It took a week to get back. And it was supposed to, I think it was supposed to take three days. Anyways, uh, pretty interesting. You know, one of the reasons they go so slow is just because of the, the weight, how big they are, and they're traveling 24 hours a day and best case scenarios, but it's not like the uh, the the new um, high speed rail that we have here in Florida. I think it's called Brightline, and it goes from Miami to Orlando, and eventually it's going to go from Orlando all the way up to Jacksonville. So you'll be able to take a train, uh, you know, basically the entire length of the, of the state. Lisa and I were looking at it. It's like 79 bucks a person if we were to drive down to Orlando and then take a train to Miami. And then it, it, it includes the return trip. But um, I don't know. I don't really have any reason to go to Miami. So anyways. Um, um, okay. So let us discuss here uh, the state of the mainstream media. This is one of those stories that I got to say I got to love. And let me also say. One thing I'm really enjoying about the current state of the world is the palpable irony that seems to be permeating everything. You know, as I said yesterday, the left, the radical left and the mainstream media, they've been calling us conservatives anti-Semites. They've been equating us with Nazis. Uh, They've said that Donald Trump was literally worse than Hitler. I mean, there's a very specific set of characteristics that would uh, define you as a Nazi or as uh, as as Hitler. Right. And uh, the desire to exterminate the Jewish race. That's that's one of them. Uh, And now what we're seeing with this horrible war that's broken out between Israel and Palestine is that a large portion of the modern day left is actively engaging in what would be considered anti-Semitism, and they're even cheering on the killing of Israelis. Babies, children, adults, you know, apparently all of it's totally cool with some of these people. I'm not interested in seeing anybody die. I don't want the Palestinians to die. I don't want the Israelis to die. But this fight is a very, very old one, far older than the last two weeks that might have led to it. But the Washington Post uh, and the New York Times and a number of these left-wing mainstream media periodicals uh, have been very wishy-washy on the condemnation of the violence that's happening there. Uh, You know, for years, they've been part of this chorus in America uh, calling anybody who disagrees with them a Nazi or an anti-Semite or a racist or whatever it might be. But as we've come to find out, quite often, people on the left are most comfortable when they're engaging in projection, when they can accuse you of being guilty 
of that which they are. My mom told me something when I was very young. Something to the effect of you hate. What you hate in others is subconsciously what you dislike the most about yourself. Now, I don't even think these people like dislike the fact that they're comfortable calling for the extermination of Jews. Um, but I think that they just use it because it's that hot button, right? It's like the sacred cow. You can't not support Israel. You know what? So you support the extermination of the Jews? How can you say that? You know, nobody's saying that at all. Nobody ever said that. But it's a complicated issue. And as a result of pushing that left-wing narrative, more and more people in America moved away from the mainstream media. They moved to publications such as this, others in the alternative media space, citizen journalists, the digital soldiers, as General Flynn called them. Well, places like the Washington Post and the New York Times and uh, BuzzFeed and uh, uh, Vice News, all of these places, they're finding out with just increasing regularity what the wages of their sin are. And in the case of the Washington Post, uh, it's another round of layoffs. They're going to be cutting 240 jobs, just announced yesterday. Uh, Patty Stonecipher is the executive officer at the Post. She said to her employees that their hopes for online subscriptions had been overly optimistic, which means that nobody is reading the Washington Post. Nobody is definitely Paying to read the Washington Post. You know, anytime that I come across a paywall for the Washington Post, I immediately go and seek out archive.org to see if somebody who is paying for it has archived it. And barring that, there's another way you can get around it and you can look at any paywalled information. Uh, And as a result, people are not giving their money to the Washington Post. Good. They don't deserve it. The Washington Post is a bunch of hypocrites. The Washington Post is part of the reason that the world and America are in the situation we are right now because of the never-ending lies, the never-ending propaganda, the constant messaging of pushing narratives designed to enrage you, designed to push you down a certain path, keep you within that intellectual box Well, I say no, absolutely not. I will not become what you want me to be. And I know that you won't either. So the Post has uh, recently killed off its Sunday print magazine as well. Uh, All in all, 2,500 people currently work for the newspaper. So if they're firing 250, that is 10% of their workforce. And there is also layoffs of places like CNN. They cut staff in December. Vox Media, which I noticed, had noted earlier, 7% of their staff was cut last January. I see more cuts coming down the way. Gannett News, one of the largest purveyors of, quote, news across the country, has had multiple layoffs leading to the closures of local chain newspapers. And a report in the New York Times said that the Post expects to lose about $100 million in 2023. $100 million. Guys, uh, can you imagine what we could do with $100 million if we had that much money to lose? Don't you think that we would, like, work 
on providing the public what they actually want? I mean, what is the news supposed to do? You know, obviously you've got commentary, which is what I'm providing right now, but I'm also presenting you the news. I'm giving you the facts and then I'm presenting my opinions about it. The mainstream media, like the Washington Post, they pretend to present facts and they twist it to intertwine it with their own narrative to tell you that if you don't agree with them, well, you must be a Nazi. So the Post had roughly 3 million subscribers in 2020. That has now fallen to about 2.5 million. Three years, half a million people. I wonder how many of those subscribers are tied to another service, uh, might be tied to employment or something like that. Uh, the Washingtonian actually published the memo coming from the chief executive, Stonecipher, and she said, our priority remains for traffic, subscriptions, and advertising growth for the past two years and into 2024. We've been overly optimistic, and we're working to find ways to return our business to a healthier place in the coming year. We have work going on across the organizational organization to develop a strong plan for 2024, and make no mistake, we remain bullish around the future of the Washington Post. Our core products and many of our recent investments show great promise, and we all believe the growth we saw in 2016 to 2021 will be ours again if we prioritize and plan appropriately. You know what happened between 2016 and 20. 2021, the advent of Donald Trump, the advent of rage journalism, fake news took over. And because the Washington Post and the New York Times and all these other fake news outlets gave the left what they wanted and forced it onto people, well, uh, they were able to sell blood cells. If it bleeds, it leads. Unfortunately for them, America has come to the conclusion That we don't want what you're selling, Washington Post. Mm. We don't want what you're selling. We also don't want what Michael Hayden is selling. This is an update from yesterday. Michael Hayden suggested that Tommy Tuberville should be assassinated. And he has now been referred to the Capitol Police by Tommy Tuberville, Senator uh, Tuberville, I might say, Republican from Alabama. Uh, Michael Hayden, of course, was the former CIA and NSA director. Isn't that interesting? He ran both of those intelligence agencies. Uh, And uh, very, very soon, he may find himself speaking to a different branch of federal law enforcement. Actually, actually, the Capitol Police, that that must be only Washington, D.C. So what is that district law enforcement, I suppose I should say? Michael Hayden, he doubled down on his statements, and uh, I think it's time that he answers for that. If a normal person had put out a statement like that on Twitter and then doubled down on it and actually like commented on it to mainstream media, yeah, I believe that Tommy Tuberville should be removed from the human race, they, they would be knocking at your door like in a moment. Uh, they would be coming and calling and taking you away, and you would not be okay at the end of the day. All right, you guys, we have reached the most important story of today's broadcast, but I have to take a break for the second half of the show. I'm going to be right back in just a moment. 
Bitcoin ETF is all the rage right now, and that's because a major financial player is just now resubmitting their application for a Bitcoin ETF. So as a result, investors are thinking this is just over the horizon. Mainstream adoption is right around the corner. Now, add to that, lawmakers recently voted to set guidelines on just when and how crypto firms should register with either the Commodities Futures Trading Commission or the Securities and Exchange Commission. Now, while all of this is good news, an ETF only gives you exposure to crypto, not direct ownership. The whole point of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin is to directly own an asset with a finite supply that is outside of any government influence. And my digital money can help you do that. With my digital money, you own your crypto, whether you invest in a crypto IRA or with a standard trading account. Now, remember, it's important to diversify your portfolio. And when it comes to a crypto investment, direct ownership is of the utmost importance. So don't get caught up in the excitement the media is trying to spin because nothing beats owning your own crypto and nothing beats investing in crypto through my digital money. Not only are you able to invest with them using a crypto IRA, but also a standard trading account, and it's all in the same platform. You also have the assurance that your assets are going to be put into a trust. That means that no matter what happens to my digital money, your crypto is always safe. So if you're ready to invest in cryptocurrency, do so with MyDigitalMoney.com. Once again, that's MyDigitalMoney.com. The link is in the description box below. And I should also tell you they have excellent U.S.-based customer service, so feel free to give them a call with any questions you might have at 833 362008. Invest with mydigitalmoney.com today and when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. Oh, what Esther is saying, I think you're you're absolutely correct. Uh, American horror story, although it is very disturbing uh, and uh, I'm not partial to it. I have seen parts of it. Uh, I think it is a, a, a very perceptive window inside the mind of the American left. That season that they did about Trump derangement syndrome, uh, that was almost the funniest thing I've ever seen on television. When I, f- I, I watched that first episode and I could not rationalize or reconcile rather what I was seeing on screen, I was like, is this supposed to be a parody? Like, do they understand how dumb they appear to be? They were really freaking out. And that's exactly how they were. I mean, it was like, imagine, imagine that woman in the, uh, the, like the, uh, the construction jacket and she's on the ground going, no, no. That was the whole show. Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Dear Ninja, so good to see you out there. Oh, Anza Michelle, uh, sorry you can't stay. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. Hey, what's up, Evil Ken? Good to see you. Thank you very much uh, for everybody who's hanging out with us. And uh, Mr. Marks, 1776, uh, I, I don't disagree with you. And uh, I think that um, crypto is here to stay. Uh, it's something that uh, I believe people, not a, not financial advice, I believe people should be looking at a balanced portfolio. Primarily, I am in gold and silver, but you may have missed earlier my gold and silver sponsor actually left at the end of last month. So uh, I'm working on something to replace that. But until that time happens, uh, I have to work with the companies that want to work with me. Uh, and uh, also, Bitcoin is definitely not backed by the U.S. dollar. But let's be honest, the U.S. dollar is not backed by the U.S. dollar. Okay, let us talk about the current state of foreign affairs here in the United States. Isn't it interesting? 
that just recently the Biden regime announced this six billion dollars being released uh, to Iran. Now, Donald Trump said as soon as they did that, well, hey, that is going to be used to uh, sponsor terrorism. Uh, I, I thought he was right at that time. And now it turns out that he was uh, almost psychic in his prediction about it, because no sooner had that been announced than just a couple of weeks later, we have this attack that's going on right now between Israel and uh, Palestine, or more specifically Hamas. Uh, and we went into the origins of Hamas yesterday. So if you are not aware of that or you want to know if I am aware of the origins of Hamas, go watch the show from yesterday. I did a deep dive. Anyways, Iran is the key here. During the Obama administration, the relationship between the United States and Iran started moving in a different direction. Donald Trump comes into office. He kills the Iran deal. The Iran deal explicitly would have given Iran nuclear weapons. Iran, as far as Israel is concerned, is the greatest possible threat in the Middle East. Uh, one of the reasons they've never achieved nuclear superiority is because Israel has stood in the way of that happening. And to be fair, the United States has as well. But when the Obama administration started cuddling up to Iran, it really started to change the dynamics of the global power structure. Donald Trump set that right. Uh, I think that it's proper to make sure that Iran doesn't have nuclear weapons, not because I don't believe that, you know, they Arabs shouldn't have nuclear weapons or Muslims shouldn't have nuclear weapons, but Islamic extremists, they shouldn't have nuclear weapons. And Iran, uh, despite the the way that they came into their current government, which you know, arguably is at the hands of the CIA because we overthrew Mossadegh, we installed the Shah, then the Iranian mullahs rose up and threw the Shah out, and then they took over. This is the problem, is that anytime the CIA or uh, another government gets involved in one of these nations, in a sovereign nation, and we make the decision on who should be leading them – because it's better for American needs or it's better for the military industrial complex. Uh, it, there is an animosity that develops and the people who are subjugated then tend to rise up against the people that are persecuting them. And unfortunately it goes from like super revolutionary to super reactionary. It's, it just, it's a yo-yo basically or a, a pendulum. <clears throat> but Barack Obama set a precedent for working with the Iranian nation. And when Joe Biden came into office, he immediately put the Iran deal back on the table, worked to do it, and he actually uh, set out to create a new level of diplomacy with Iran. Well, that, my friends, has backfired. Because even before Hamas invaded the uh, Israeli rave, we're going to talk about that in a really specific way here in a moment, uh, and began attacking uh, the people of Israel, uh, at the beginning of this month, there was a high-level Iranian spy ring that was busted in Washington, D.C. Not just in Washington, D.C., but Joseph Robinette Biden's own administration in the White House. Recently, after the discovery of the spy ring, his, his now-suspended envoy to Iran, Robert Malley, uh, was kicked out the door. Turns out he had helped to fund, support, and direct Iranian intelligence in an operation designed to influence the United States 
and our allied governments. This is according to a purloin Iranian government email tranche. Now, these emails were actually reported on by the Wall Street Journal. Go figure. That correspondent's name is Jay Solomon. He was writing in another publication called Semaphore uh, and for Iran International, which is a London-based emigre opposition outlet, which is a widely read independent news source inside Iran. They actually stand against the mullahs. There are great people in Iran, and I played you that video that was sent over by my buddy Adrian at uh, uh, Rise Attire. The people of Iran, they want to be free, okay? They want to rule themselves, and they don't want to be under the thumbs of these Islamic extremists. But it turns out that after this this article came out, uh, and uh, many people read it, uh, it extensively verified over a period of several months by these two outlets the story which shows that the envoy to Iran, appointed by Joseph Biden— Mali had helped to infiltrate an Iranian agent of influence. So Robert Mali brought an Iranian spy into the Biden regime. Her name was Ariani Tabatabai, 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 and she was brought into some of the most sensitive positions within the U.S. government. First, they had her at the State Department, which hand in glove with the CIA. And now at the Pentagon, where she's been serving as chief of staff for the assistant secretary of defense for special operations, Christopher Meyer. That uh, special operations division, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is the one that President Trump and Christopher Miller and Ezra Cohen-Watnick helped to move out of the hands of the CIA and place under the purloin of the Department of Defense at the Pentagon. So on Thursday, Meyer spoke about what's going on. He told a congressional committee that the Department of Defense is actively looking into whether all law and policy was properly followed in granting my chief of staff top secret special compartmented information. They allowed her to review and to have access to top secret specialized compartmented information inside the Department of Defense. My friends, Iran not being a real good friend of the United States, but having a vested interest in seeing us fall, uh, seeing us weakened. Uh, this is a extremely troubling development. But I have to be honest, not something that we should be particularly surprised about, considering the fact that the Democrats and the Obama administration through the Biden regime have been very close with the Iranian government for quite some time. Uh, this is uh, I, a very, very important story. So in the article, they had a series of emails. They were exchanged over a number of years between Iranian regime diplomats and analysts. And it shows that this Iranian spy, Taba Tabai, was part of a regime propaganda unit set up in 2014 by the Iranian Foreign Ministry. The Iran Experts Initiative was tasked with uh, bringing operatives in. They were drawn from the Iranian di- diaspora, just the community around, around the world, uh, to promote Iranian interests during the clerical regime's negotiations with the United States over its nuclear weapons program. So, 
starting in the Obama administration. She was there. She was offering her expertise as an Iranian expert, uh, and she helped to craft the Iranian deal, which, as you'll all remember, was just freaking ridiculously good for Iran. It was like Obama just signed over billions of dollars with really nothing to show for it. We're just going to give Iran a whole bunch of money and we can be relatively assured that they're going to use it to develop nuclear weapons. So the content of the emails are damning, as you might imagine. There are several of these Iranian foreign ministry and Iranian experts initiative groups, uh, and they are named in these emails, and they have portrayed themselves on social media as having engaged with the Iranian regime in their capacity as academic experts. It's always through the perils of academia that these spies end up coming into the United States. China does it. Iran apparently does it. So many nations around the world. They come in and they want to brainwash the next generation of Americans, make them more sympathetic to the whims of whatever regime they're operating under. They claim that they wanted to promote better understanding between the United States and Iran. Uh, and they've also not, uh, they have not denied the veracity of these emails. But they show that there is a group of Iranian American academics that are recruited by the Iranian regime. They meet together frequently in foreign countries. They get instructions, walking orders, marching orders from top regime officials. And then they pledge their personal loyalty to the Iranian regime. Now, they also show that these operatives used their Iranian heritage and their Western academic positions as a means to influence U.S. policy towards Iran. First, as outside experts, they come in as a, a, a talking head and maybe a think tank or something like that. And then they actually have the ability, as a result of gaining that access, to influence high-level U.S. government employees, both inside and outside of the United States government. And the efforts from these members of this inner circle of Iranian spies were repeatedly supported and advanced by the man appointed by Joseph Biden, Robert Malley. He served as the U.S. government's chief interlocutor with Iran under both the Obama and the Biden administrations. Malley is also the former head of the International Crisis Group, which directly paid and credentialed several key members of the regime's influence operation. This, my friends, was a true Iranian spy ring working within the highest levels of the United States freaking government. Now, the IEI, according to an email from 2014 from an Iranian official to one of Iran's lead nuclear negotiators, consisted of a core group, this is a quote, of six to ten distinguished second-generation Iranians who have established affiliation with the leading international think tanks and academic institutions, mainly inside the Europe and the United States. The network itself was funded by an Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps official by the name of Mostafa Zarani, who was the point of contact between these IEI operatives and the uh, foreign minister at that time of, of Iran, Mo Javad Zarif. Javad Zarif, that may be a name that you've heard before. It's certainly familiar to me. So in this correspondence, the spy ring recruited several U.S.-based analysts, which included that woman Tabatabi, Ali Vayas, and Dina Esfandari, all of them willingly accepted Iranian guidance. And these three Middle East experts were then hired, 
credentialed, supported, and funded by Mali and the ICG, where he was president from January 2018 until January of 2021, which at that time he joined the Biden administration. Uh, Mali was also ICG's program director for Middle East and North Africa before the Obama administration tapped him in 2014 to run negotiations specifically for the Iran deal. Now, other emails quoted in the story show that once they were in government, People like Mali directed Viaz's actions at the ICG, sending him to Vienna, where the Iranian and U.S. teams were holding nuclear negotiations. Following the order of his previous boss, Mali, Ali Viaz will come to Vienna. Zarani reportedly wrote Zarif in an April 3rd, 2014 email. Who from our group do you instruct to have a meeting with him? Vaez wrote Zarif directly after the Iranian foreign minister expressed dissatisfaction with a report written by the ICG on Iran. As an Iranian based on my national and patriotic duty, I have not hesitated to help you in any way from proposing to your excellency a public campaign against the promotion of nuclear breakout to assist your team in preparing reports on the practical needs of Iran. How many times have I said that you cannot serve two masters? You are either an American working for the interests of Americans or you are a spy working for the interests of another nation. I don't care who that nation is. You can be a spy for Russia. You could be a spy for Iran. You could be a spy for Israel. You could be a spy for Britain. You could be a spy for Brazil. But if you're pretending to be an employee of the United States government and a citizen of this nation, and then you're taking your orders from a revolutionary guard corps in that other nation where you have some sort of heritage, well, I think you're a traitor. I think you're a traitor, and uh, I hope that these people that have been caught engaging in this behavior get exactly what they deserve. Uh, now, all of this is obviously ongoing because it's very fresh, very, very new. Um, but it will be interesting to see what the Biden regime makes of this. Now, obviously, they're not talking about it. This is not front page news, and I think it should be. So we need to put pressure on Congress to investigate this along with all of the other scandals that are currently raging inside the Biden White House. Because an Iranian spy ring added to the top at the same time that Biden is giving billions of more dollars to Iran right after they admit to financing this attack in Israel from Palestine. My God, uh, there is so much here going on. All right. <coughs> so continuing, uh, someone had sent me a video uh, made by L.A. Marzuli earlier today, just kind of reminding me about the creation of these various nations in the Middle East. You know, why is there always this turmoil? Why is it that nobody can seem to get along? Well, uh, at the end of World War One, the Ottoman Empire had been in a, a long period of decline for several hundred years. Uh, they were marred by internal squabbles, um, by their own wars, uh, by their just general turmoil. You know, there was no industrial revolution there. It was basically a bunch of desert dwellers pooping in holes in the ground. Uh, and it, it just it, it was a it was a like a. a a dark ages type of lifestyle in the desert uh, as the rest of the world was moving into the 20th century. That's very simplistic, but that's basically how it was. And so you had all of these little 
principalities within the Ottoman Empire. The Ottoman Empire had been greatly weakened. They were getting in wars with uh, European nations and other places. There was the Balkan War. There was a war with... Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. France, I mean, it just goes on and on. So... The Germans in World War I wanted safe passage through this area of the world. And so they planned to make an arrangement, a treaty, sign a treaty with the Ottoman Empire. Then the Ottoman Empire would declare for uh, Germany. I don't remember what that side was called at that time, uh, but it was right before Germany declared war on Russia. Well, we know how that turned out. At the end of the war... At the end of the war, uh, Germany had lost. The Ottoman Empire ended up losing. And the Ottoman Empire was then broken up. 
It was inevitable. It was going to happen anyways. But because of the winners of World War One, which was Western Europe, so Britain, France, uh, and of course, the United States, they're the ones who had a say in what happened with these lands and uh, the people that lived within them. There were large parts of these areas in the Middle East that were unoccupied, just open desert, stuff like that. Uh, and then you had uh, people who were nomadic. They moved around. You had uh, villages and uh, and little spots of occupied places. There were a number of kings operating in this area that were supposedly the direct descendants of Mohammed. Um but the borders were complicated, and this is where the the real issues with what we're seeing happening in the world today arise from. Because as you can see here, this map is called the Sykes-Picot map, or Sykes-Pico map. Uh, it was drawn in 1916, uh, and uh, essentially a British man who was uh, an aristocrat of sorts, Mark Sykes, as a, uh, an envoy of the British government, he and the French made this agreement where they would simply just draw a line basically through the Middle East. A, this portion right here would be controlled by Britain, and then B would be controlled by France. Now, the real problem there is it puts a bunch of different people who don't share a culture, who don't share blood, who don't share history, and who have maybe traditionally been at odds with each other. It pushes them all together uh, into an unnatural fashion. Uh, it was just easier to draw a straight line, which would then create various areas. Uh, here, uh, in what is modern-day Turkey, you have this green area, which was under direct French control. Uh, now, this light green area, which is uh, now Syria, uh, that was under French influence, okay, that has since waned. Uh, you also have an international zone, which is uh, ironically where Israel is today. Uh, you have uh, portions of Egypt and Saudi Arabia, which were under direct British control and then also British influence. Uh, but you can see here it was a very complicated geopolitical mess. So these tribal lines were largely ignored, and the Sykes-Pico map divided what is uh, referred to by Barack Obama as the Levant on a sectarian basis. So they figured, well, you know, these people are Christians, these people are Jews, these people are Muslims. So we'll kind of bunch them up like that. So Lebanon was envisioned as a haven for Christians. Uh, and then Palestine had a sizable Jewish community, although it was at that time considered to be Palestine. Uh, and so they kind of drew that one right there. It wasn't until 1948 that Israel as a nation was founded there. Uh, the Becca Valley on the border between those two countries was effectively left to the Shia Muslims uh, and Syria with the region's largest sectarian demographic, the Sunni Muslims, was walled off right there. Now, that's not to say that Israel hadn't existed. You go back to the Bible, and even at the time Jesus was alive, they were calling it Israel, the Israelites, you know, and so on and so forth. Uh, but for a period of time, uh, it was uh, a place where uh, Bedouins and uh, and Arabs lived. Uh, and again, 1948, Israel comes in and they create the nation. Now, the dividing of this area along these lines created 
just periods of great unrest. Uh, and uh, as I stated uh, kind of earlier in the introduction, all too often uh, its decisions are made for the benefit of the military industrial complex, for the benefit of the oil companies, uh, for the benefit of these foreign nations, because they don't want to see the nations of the world uh, get too much autonomy. They don't want them to become self-governing. They want to be able to control them. You know, it, it, we often look at the world today, at least I do, and we imagine it devoid of colonialism. You know, it's all about the self-determination, the rule by the people. But the truth is, colonialism is alive and well. It's just in a wholly different form. It's more like corporatism at this point. Uh, so, uh, we need to uh, – I just wanted people to consider that when we're talking about how sticky the situation is over there because, you know, still people are like, you know, kill the Jews, kill the Palestinians, you know, hey, you know, whatever. But it's so much more complicated than just some paragliders coming through either because they were so good at evading the Mossad and the IDF or because they were let through and killing a bunch of uh, of kids at um, – um, at a rave. Now, I want to specifically talk a little bit about, well, hold on a second. We had some news that uh, Biden, prior to this invasion from Palestine, he had restored $700 million in funding to a uh, Palestinian jihadist-linked agency. Uh, and I think that I touched on that the other day, if I'm not mistaken. Now, the reason that I, I'm so measured in the way that I'm talking to you guys about these things is because I see something like this. Lindsey Graham, it's going to take a destruction of Hamas like we destroyed the Third Reich. This is very dangerous, and it's going to result in hundreds of thousands, if not millions of lives lost. If he hopes to save Israel, uh, Israel is not going to come out of this unscathed, and the rest of the Arab world is going to hate them even more, and they're going to hate us if we go in there and we help them to completely wipe Palestine or what's left of it off the map. It's going to be a bad, bad scenario. And I think that uh, Lindsey Graham, as part of the neocon rhino contingent of the Republican Party, you know, his interests lie with the military industrial complex. They don't lie with the American people. He's not saying we need to go to Palestine and destroy it because it's what's going to be good for America. I don't think that he thinks it's even going to be good for Israel to take this uh, this line of thinking. Uh, but it will result in a lot of bullets, missiles, and armaments being sold and brought into that part of the world. Now, you also cannot trust anything that you're seeing coming out of this region right now. Uh, I don't know when this video was filmed, but it was just shared recently. And there is uh, what appears to be a dead body being carried by some Arab men. You can hear them talking. And I want, to I want you to take a look at it. Take a look. I believe this is in Palestine. That sound you hear, that's an air raid siren. Uh, obviously, Israel is bombing and sending missiles and shells into Palestine uh, right now. No need to bring the dead body with you, right? No need to bring the dead. He's already dead. Let's just run, guys. Get to cover. Wait, what's that? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is he getting out of that body bag? Oh, he's not even dead. 
This was a propaganda piece that was being filmed, and they had to abandon it in the middle. But thank God somebody up there at the top of the building saw it and was able to share it. Now, there's another video going around which has been manipulated. It's funny, but uh, my Jeremy from The Quartering uh, shared it, and he actually positioned it as if it was a legitimate video. Now, CNN has been caught faking things in the past on a number of occasions. I believe Brad and I have talked about those uh, in the past, but you know we may talk about them more in the future, given this kind of thing. Uh, and obviously, when the whole Ukrainian war started, uh, we were reporting on that a ton. But... Um, it shows CNN correspondents in Palestine or the Gaza Strip, wherever they're at. And uh, you can hear a producer telling them to, like, go run for cover and pretend to be scared and blah, blah, blah. That was recorded afterwards. That 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 wasn't recorded live and it wasn't accidentally leaked. I'm seeing a lot of people sharing this on Twitter. That's not what happened. It, it was a funny video. Somebody made it. I mean, it, it may be tongue in cheek, but the spirit of it is absolutely true. Uh, and uh, as we have spoken in the last couple of days, talking about the strange nature, the false flag psyopery of it all. Very, very important piece of information came across. Now, you guys may know Wyatt, Austere Wyatt 1. I don't know if this is the same Austere Wyatt that I used to know on Twitter back in the day. Could be somebody just grabbed his name. But he said something odd happened with a music festival in Israel. The event where the Palestinians, uh, Hezbollah, or excuse me, Hamas, paratrooped into had actually only been set there 48 hours earlier. It was supposed to be someplace else. And as events are scheduled in Israel, they have to have IDF forces there for protection for this sort of thing. But I guess because of the short notice, uh, apparently they had inadequate protection. And it was a far less secure area than where it had originally been planned for. Now, why it doesn't give a source, all right? But you know me. I like to find the sauce. So I went and looked around here, and I found, uh, interestingly enough, on the Wikipedia page for this event, uh, you can see right here that they actually mention that this was scheduled for another location. Scheduled to coincide – okay, excuse me um, – it, okay, the uh, the Side Trance Festival had started in Bahia, Brazil, 23 years ago. The organizers switched to the site where it was held only two days before, after the original location in southern Israel did not work out. Why didn't it work out? Why is it that they suddenly needed to change locations? I mean, is it because they were looking to make sure that an Israeli 9-11 would happen? So then everybody would want to just wipe the Palestinians off the map and they could sell a whole bunch of bullets and missiles and and uh, tanks and stuff like that. But there is a source for this information. 20, excuse me, 48 hours before the event took place. How is it since this attack had been in the work by the Hamas militants, the terrorists for weeks? How did they know that this would be a good place to come in? I mean, take a look. This Take a look at this map of Israel over here. There's a lot of there's a lot of space. 
there's a lot of space right here, and it's a big border. So for them to come in at the perfect place to happen to kill a bunch of Europeans and Americans and Israelis, man, that is uh, some really, really good luck, a big freaking coincidence. So the source for that information is coming from the organizers of this rave, and it was reported by none other than Billboard.com. And you can find that Roz Goster is the uh, person who put this organiz- this uh, this rave together and uh, says that he arrived at the site at 5.30 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, let me get to the part where it says that they had to move it. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, where did it go? It was here earlier. It was freaking here earlier. He's talking about seeing everybody dead. He was getting calls from festival goers. 260 bodies on site. Cars were on fire. He got there and there were machine guns, RPGs, grenades going off. They took it out. They took it out. It was here earlier and they took it out. Wow. Well, let me let me show you the the quote because it's actually in that Wikipedia article unless they have taken it out as well. Okay. 17 from the original article. Let me see if I can go to the archived version of it. Yes, there it is. can't believe they took it out. They obviously don't want people to know that, guys. I'm on to something here. Yeah, they definitely do not want people knowing about that. I can't believe it. I mean, I guess I should have known, but... Well, hopefully the uh, the archived version pulls up. Yes, here we go. Okay. Mm, Gaster arrived. Everything changed around 6.30 in the morning. Moment policeman said we parked our car. Gaster, during the time he was receiving messages, people were hiding. IDF. Okay. Oh my god, it's not in here. They took it out of the freaking archive, too. Wow. They're not supposed to be able to do that. They are not supposed to be able to do that. Let's see. Let me look at all the captures. Go to the earliest one. 
beginning on October 9th. Very first capture. Maybe they missed taking it out of this one. Yeah, Cassandra, they are always working on the cover-up. All right, well, while I'm waiting for that to pull up, can't believe it. Anyways, we have this special message coming to you from uh, a Hamas leader, founding member Khalad Mashal. Uh, I'm not normally like a fear-monger, scare-tactic type guy, um, but... You know, knowing all that we know about just how open the southern border is, how many terrorists have already been intercepted, uh, the content of this message uh, going out to all Muslims around the world uh, calling for uh, blood and souls to be sacrificed for this Palestinian upcoming Friday uh, of Al-Aqsa flood. That is this Friday, Friday the 13th. Khaled Mashal, he's a former leader and founding member of Hamas. He's called for a global Muslim uprising in support of Palestine. He gave a recent address on YouTube. Only on YouTube, as a Muslim, can you go and and call for jihad, call for the mass murder of people who are not your religion. Uh, He emphasized the need for Muslims to sacrifice and carry out jihad, including the willingness to offer their blood and souls to advance the Palestinian cause. Uh, He has proclaimed this Friday the 13th as the Friday of the Al-Aqsa a flood, urging Muslims worldwide to display their anger, not just in Muslim countries, but also in the diaspora of communities around the world. Uh, the name Al-Aqsa means the farthest mosque or the farthest sanctuary. That's what they want to turn everything into. Uh, and that mosque is located in the Haram al-Sharif, also known as the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. Uh, and it, I think it's quite obvious that uh, this is a call for an Islamic revolution all around the world. I mean, let's be honest, it took some balls for these guys to go in to Israel in the first place. It also took a lot of time, effort, cunning, and uh, money as well. Okay, so let me see if this oldest version. Mm, multiple artists. Uh, he arrived. Um, several attendees. Everything changed. 6.30 in the morning. Mm. Uh, Gaster said he was driving fast. We didn't know what to do. By the time they made it to the villa and the production team, people were dying. There were attackers. Turned the villa into a command center. 260 dead. People hiding. We are Israelites. 24 hours of working. 15 to 20 people gathered at the production facility while he had arrived at his home billboard. We're still trying to put our lives together. Yep, they took it out. They took it out of every single article. Man. Well, I really wish I would have screen capped it, guys. But, uh, you know, you know, I don't I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass. Not going to lie about this stuff. No, Namster, I'm in the Wayback Machine. I'm in the Wayback Machine, and they went into every single archived version of it and took it out. It it was in the original article earlier today. I read it. I said, oh, my God, I told Lisa. I I can't believe this. I can't believe this is here. I mean, obviously, Wyatt sharing it and then it being placed in the Wikipedia article. You know what? Let me um, let let me pull up that wikipedia article and i'm I'm gonna screenshot the wikipedia article first of all because that that needs to be immortalized need to need to have that proof okay save to desktop there we go and 
Yes. The organizers... Wait, hold on. 13. I think this is a different one. No, this is the same article. Same article. Okay, anyways, let me take a screenshot of this one right here. Organizer switched to the site only two days before after the original location in southern Israel didn't work out. So, not surprised. All right, so... You know, this goes back to the point that I was making earlier. Um, this woman is uh, the NYU law student president of NYU. She is non-binary, and she agrees with a large uh, swath of the, uh, the, the, the modern-day left that Israel bears full responsibility for the attack. It's an overly simplistic interpretation of what's going on there. You know, it, it it would be like it would be like Native Americans, okay, um, leaving the reservations and going out into the plain states and just murdering every white person that they come across. Say because you know, oh, you know, you deserve it. You took my home. You you took my ancestors' land. You know, here's this is what you get. You know, the left would probably love that. They would love to see. Indigenous peoples of all kinds all over the world murdering other people. Uh, But unfortunately, we are in the position that we're in today, and uh, we need to learn how to live with each other. I can do it. I'm I'm certain that most people could do it. Uh, But unfortunately, the mainstream media and the governments of our nations, uh, they make it so much worse. All right. So just as an update, 22 Americans have uh, been uh, confirmed, killed. Uh, We've got 17 that are still missing. Uh, Of course, John Kirby says those numbers are going to increase. Uh, He's telling Americans in Israel to take commercial flights out of the country. However, those commercial flights are being canceled. Uh, And uh, there is undoubtedly going to be many, many dead and uh, and missing for quite some time. Uh, Here is another example of the modern day left. This guy right here, he's a Denver, uh, Colorado Democratic representative. Uh, He he was asked about like the babies being murdered and women being raped. And uh, he was gleefully in favor of it. Here he is, Colorado state representative. I think his name is Tim Hernandez. I think it's despicable what they're protesting for and what your president is protesting for. And the fact that you can't condemn women and children and elderly people being murdered in the streets. What about it? Do you condemn it? I already said. Why can't you say yes? Because I already gave you my answer. You didn't give an answer, and every I think anybody who watches would understand what your actual position is. Three people that are going to watch your bullshit video, Russell. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the the reason these people can't condemn death, murder, rape, robbery, grand larceny, assassination, it's because they are in favor of it. You know, no matter what, at the end of the day, this is a death cult that we're fighting against. These people love the death, destruction, and disease that comes with these sick, aberrant behaviors. Uh, This is an exchange that I thought was um, 
indicative of the uh, the mainstream left and their current uh, their their current position people on the state. People they of know Israel want them to God be dang, not alone there. All right, but okay. So this is uh, a- Andrea Mitchell. She's talking to a mother uh, whose son was kidnapped by Hamas. It's horrible. Okay, your son's missing, maybe dead, probably dead. And what does Andrea Mitchell ask her? What are your feelings about the the, the attacks against Gaza right now? Um, how can I the must government- say, uh, look, you're, you're looking for for a symmetrical situation, and I must say, it isn't. Um, if you were dealing with a, a war who is between two countries, countries don't take children hostages. I'm sorry, it's against. The laws of war. It's against- it is against the laws of war. In fact, it's a war crime. It's called an atrocity. It's the types of things that we hopefully hoped to maybe never endure after the Nuremberg trials. But unfortunately, the world ended up being ruled by Nazis. And this is where we are. Humanity is against anything that we all believe in. Every time we had missiles... Uh, shot at us. I used to say to my children that they should be sympathetic towards the children of Gaza because they suffer a lot more than they do. I'm not sure I still believe in it now. And I must say the only worry I have now from uh, the bombings in Gaza is the fact that my children are there. And I can't be sympathetic anymore. I can't be sympathetic to animal human beings. Well, they're not really human beings who came into my house, broke everything, stole everything, took my children from their bedrooms and took them to the Gaza Strip. This is the the worst part of it, because we lose an aspect of our humanity when we stop perceiving other people as humans. When we dehumanize them, it makes their murder. It makes their extermination acceptable. All right. We've seen this throughout history. Go back to uh, World War One and World War Two. The depictions in uh, cartoons of Germans, the Huns, as this, you know, brutish invading force as Japanese, big buck teeth and squinty eyes uh, with uh, uh, bayonets running uh, kamikaze missions. You know, we had to make it acceptable in the minds of Americans to kill these people uh, so that we could prevail in the fight. And now, no matter what happened to the Palestinian people, no matter what happened to the people of the Gaza Strip, to come in and engage in this types of behavior, it's absolutely unacceptable. And I can understand this, Mother. It's not just one son. It's two sons, apparently. Maybe more took her children, her babies. Of course, this mama bear is going to want to rain holy hell down on Gaza. I just hope that her sons are able to survive. It's sick. It's sickening. Absolutely disgusts me. It's horrible to watch the world fall apart. You know, it really makes you yearn for a simpler time when President Donald Trump brought peace to planet Earth, peace through strength. We made America great again, and the world followed. Instead, we have this interloper sitting in the White House, 
Instead, we have Nazis and communists running our government. And this is what the world becomes. Good in, good out. Bad in, bad out. And what we're dealing with right now is bad. So, on top of that, let's go back to the southern border. You know, we've talked uh, at length about the number of people that are coming over. They've got hard numbers on the ones that they've actually interacted with. And of those, 99% of those millions of illegal immigrants are completely lost into the United States. The, The government has no idea where they are. Even if they give them a free phone and uh, and 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 give them a court date, ninety nine percent of them just disappear. Nobody sees them. Nobody ever speaks to them ever again. And uh, Jim Jordan, recently with his work on the immigration subcommittee with Representative Tom McClintock, uh, released a report which discusses this very staggering and sobering number 99% of illegal immigrants in America are not being tracked the government has lost them we don't know where they are it's bad enough that they're simply illegals coming from any country but my god the ones they're not actually even cataloging those are the terrorists those are the sleeper cells that are coming in these are the ones that I'm worried about on Friday To be perfectly honest with you, I know a couple of people who live in big cities and I've spoken to them today and they've already said, yeah, I'm just going to just going to work remote on Friday. I think that's the best thing you could possibly do. All right. There's nothing wrong with what's the worst that could happen if you stay home on Friday. If you don't, if you you live in New York, oh, man, you live in Chicago, you live in L.A., any of these places, I wouldn't be caught dead in the city. On a day like that, I'm going to be right next to my rifles. I'm going to be here in my home. I am not going to be placing myself into a position uh, to be victimized. Uh, I'm going to be in a position of strength and, you know, your your castle. That's the, the best place I can possibly imagine. But between January 20th of 2021 and March 21st of this year, 2023, there were over 5 million illegal alien encounters. Those are uh, ones where we actually speak to them and actually, uh, you know, determine that they're trying to get into the United States. At least roughly half of them, 2.4 million, had no confirmed departure from the United States. Now, during the same period, uh, DHS released at least 2.1 million into the United States. Only 5,993 illegal aliens that were met at the southern border by emissaries of the United States government that were placed in removal proceedings before an immigration judge was actually able to remove them from the United States. That's a mere 6% of illegals released into the United States were even screened for fear of persecution for purposes of asylum. So that completely destroys the narrative that the left is attempting to use, that these people coming, you're the weak, the tired, the huddled masses coming from all around the world. Oh, they're fearing persecution. They need asylum. Well, you know, there is a legal process to gain asylum in the United States. And just free-flowing through the southern border of the United States and staying here illegally, that is not it. 
As of March of this year, DHS removed only 874 of the illegals that were found to be credible and have a real fear of persecution and whose claims were adjudicated on the merits and then denied by an immigration judge. We had an additional 205,000 that were released into the country through illegal categorical parole programs. And rather than adopting a catch and release policy, it seems like the Biden immigration policy essentially is to ignore the law as it stands. Who are they to say what laws should be followed? I mean, Because when it comes to you and me, my friends, when it comes to the patriotic American citizens, the people who make up the fabric of this country, we have to follow the law. We are governed by the law. We are subject to so much more than the law. They hold us to a much, much higher standard. But if you're an illegal coming in from God knows where, you can basically do whatever the hell you want. This is a crisis that was started by the Democrats and spurred on by the lack of action by Republicans in the federal government. They ensured that we would be living in a state of anarchy. Case in point, 24,000 Chinese migrants were apprehended at the southwest border in 2023 alone. We've gotten 24,000 migrants coming from the People's Republic of China. Uh, and the report that was uh, written by Jim Jordan uh, provided uh, the increase in apprehension of migrants from the communist regime presents a 1,115% increase. The year before, there was 1,987. What do you think? Do you think that China suddenly just got much worse at keeping track of their citizens? I mean, it's it's a totalitarian regime, right? It's a communist nation. They don't just let people get out. If you've got 24,000 illegal Chinese migrants coming in through the southern border, whereas the year before you had less than 2,000, that increase is due to something. Yes, the Biden regime broadcast to the world that we're not going to follow the law anymore. So just empty your prisons. That's what they did in Venezuela. They just emptied their freaking prisons and sent them all up here. They said, we don't want you. We don't want your criminal asses. We, we want you to go to the United States. Give them hell. Destabilize them. Devalue their currency. Make their lives a living hell. So who is it that China is sending here? Are they sending Chinese spies? Are they emissaries of the Chinese Communist Party and the PRC? Are these Chinese criminals? I have to believe it's very similar to the other nations who are sending their worst above the southern border. Yeah, this is going to be very, very interesting as we continue to move forward. Uh, Before we close out the show, George Santos was just hit with a 23-count superseding indictment alleging that he used his donors' credit cards to essentially steal their identities and charge things for his personal purchasing on them without their knowledge. So I don't know how legit these charges are. It's quite obvious they've wanted to get rid of George Santos since the moment he got elected. He does seem a bit sketchy to me. I'm going to be really honest with you. And I think that he's probably a good example of why we shouldn't just elect someone because they have an R next to their name. 
<clears throat> but I think George Santos deserves his day in court. My opinion of him is based solely on the lies that he has told about himself. If you can't get elected based upon who you are, your experience, and uh, what you plan to do in public office, then I think maybe you, you shouldn't be running. But George Santos told a lot of stories about his life and who he was, and many of them, it appears, turned out not to be true. And uh, more than anything, the government has had a hard-on to get rid of him, and pardon my language, but I, I can't think of it no other way. Uh, obviously, it could be that they believe George Santos is just so America first, he's going to deliver for the American people. Or it could be that they spot weakness, and because of that weakness, they know that he's uh, low-hanging fruit. He's an easy target. So now, as a result of these new charges, Republicans in Congress um, have uh, – uh, agreed to put forward a vote uh, to expel him from the House. Um, Santos, it says, allegedly filed fraudulent fundraising reports with the FEC to obtain financial support for his campaign and repeatedly charged the credit cards of campaign contributors without authorization. This is um, charges coming out of the Eastern District of New York. He's got one count of conspiracy to commit offenses against the United States. Don't know what the claims of are related to that. Two counts of wire fraud, two counts of making materially false statements to the Federal Election Commission, two counts of falsifying records to sum, submitted to obstruct the FEC, two counts of aggravated identity theft, one count of access device fraud, in addition to the seven other counts of wire fraud, three counts of money laundering, one count of theft of public funds, and two counts of making materially false statements to the United States House of Representatives that were charged in the original indictment. Uh, the U.S. attorney in the case says, as alleged, Santos is charged with stealing people's identities and making charges on his own donors' credit cards without their authorization, lying to the FEC and, by extension, the public about the financial state of his campaign. Santos falsely inflated the campaign's reported receipts with non-existent loans and contributions that were either fabricated or stolen. This office will relentlessly pursue criminal charges against anyone who uses the electoral process as an opportunity to defraud the public and our government institutions. Uh, I agree with that sentiment. I, I, I'm not comfortable with anyone in government engaging in acts of public corruption in this manner. Uh, I'd like to hear who the witnesses are, who the victims are. Do they even exist? I'll be watching this trial with uh, very, very intent and close scrutiny. So we'll see how it goes. And uh, with that, guys, I think we're going to go ahead and end the show. I want to thank you all for sticking with me through the technical difficulties we had at the beginning of the program. Um, let me I don't see I don't I didn't miss any rants over here. So let me go ahead and uh, go through the final thank yous that I have from the people watching at pilled.net cyber X speed. Thank you for that show. Duppy, good to see you, buddy. Happy hump day, Zach. Duppy, I'm looking forward to part three. Uh, Trump Red Pill says the ride never ends. No, that's the uh, that's the truth, my friends. That's the truth. If you are ever if you ever wake up and you're like, you know, waiting for it to end, you're waiting for this craziness to abate. It it won't. Okay, this is it. Like we're in it. 
We are in it until the very end. All right. And we have to survive. That's the name of the game. Survive. And we need to reconstruct our nation. Cyber X speed says blesses are blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness's sake for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Filter dog one. Thank you for the can. Asquatch says five by five back to the Sasquatch vid. Good to see you, buddy. Rise attire says next time hit option command escape to bring up force quit on a Mac. Um, well, the problem was that I tried that and I was unable to click on anything on my desktop. It was all still there. I just couldn't do anything. Uh, and then he says, that's extremely low knees, our signature for Sasquatch. That's impossible to fake. Uh, Porpoiseful dropped uh, two cookies. Filter Dog one dropped a can and Stone Roller dropped a pair of shades. All right, you guys. Thank you so much. I hope you will join me tonight at uh, 8, excuse me, 9 p.m. Eastern for Altered State with my good friend Brad Getz. Over there on Badlands Media, uh, thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. I don't think that there's anything else that I've missed. Let me just – oh, you guys, Thomas got deleted from Ko-Fi today. Thank you again to LKW Cross. Says, I hope this helps you in some way as you have helped me. Thank you very much. Yes, it, it certainly does. And uh, I, I want you to know how much I appreciate it. Wait a second. Lisa texted me, and I didn't see it. Uh, oh, um, yes, Pirate118 comment is telling you where to find the article, part in the article where you're looking, and said you missed it, and it was there. Okay. Um, I'm just going to take a look here, and we're going to read through it. An artist manager who had several acts scheduled to play the Parallelo Universal Festival in Ryem, Israel, near the Gaza Strip, and who was there during the attack on the festival, describes a scene of chaos and terror. Roz Gaster had multiple artists playing the Electronic Music Festival where at least 260 people killed and others were attacked amid Hamas operatives on October 7th. Gaster arrived at this festival site at approximately 5.30 a.m. on Saturday with the party, which had started the night prior, meant to go until approximately 5 p.m. Saturday evening. An offshoot of the Parallelo Universal Festival brand started in Brazil 20 years ago, the event was called Supernova Sucket Gathering after the Jewish holiday and was hosting several thousand attendees in a rural location near the Gaza Strip with a lineup focused on the electronic psytrance genre. Everything changed when rockets and missiles launched from the Gaza Strip by Hamas started landing on the site an hour later, part of the widespread attack on Israel. Around 6.30 in the morning, we started hearing explosions. We went out on the backstage and we saw a full bombardment everywhere. It was hundreds of rockets and mortars flying from everywhere and explosions all around us. Gaster says that at this point, the festival security advised everyone to get down on the floor and put their hands above their heads for protection. But after five to ten minutes, the policemen shouted in the microphones, get in your cars and go. The moment the police said, go now, I ran. I didn't wait because we know it's a rocket attack. You need to act real quick. Because his car was parked near the stage very close to where he was standing, Gaster and three other men, including the co-founder Juarez uh, Petrillo, were able to immediately get in Gaster's car and drive out minutes later. After Gaster made sure the artists he works with were also in vehicles the site. Gaster said he was driving super fast, not stopping for anything, even when missiles are coming down. My instinct told me don't stop for shelter, just drive. We drove so fast we didn't see what was happening. By the time Gaster and others made it to a villa rented by the production team located approximately 30 kilometers away from the festival, they had started getting texts and phone calls telling them that minutes after they drove away from the site, Hamas fighters had arrived with machine guns, RPGs, and grenades, and then just slaughtered everyone they could. 
He says these attackers arrived by motorcycles, quads, and trucks. That is very different than coming in on a parachute. Uh, nearly 20 minutes after the missile started landing, Gasterson and those he was with turned the villa into a command center. Uh, IDF showed up. All our friends we know personally with firearms have connections to go there. During this time, others were receiving messages from friends and colleagues still on site who reported that the attackers were shooting attendees in their car as they attempted to drive away. A friend of Gaster's messaged to say that the driver of the car had been shot, and she and another friend were pretending to be dead to avoid being killed. He said these women ultimately played dead for five hours before being rescued. Um... People were hiding in ditches, hiding in bushes, hiding in the woods, hiding wherever they could think of. We were getting horrible messages from friends saying, please help us. They're shooting people next to us. Gaster said the IDF took uh, hours to secure the site at the party. They were already a police force like any party, and we are going Israelites, people with weapons. Gaster says a person from the festival killed two of the attackers after taking their guns. He and the production team were being sent on-site locations with various attendees. It was 24 hours uh to find as many people as they could okay universo parallelo was not originally intended to take place at the ryan site with organizers moving it to this location only two days before it started when another site in southern israel fell through let me pull this up again and actually See it on my computer screen. Uh, Don Sclater says, thank you. Keep up the good work. I appreciate you, Don. Thank you very much. Um, Okay, that's... Come on. There we go. Okay, so... Universal Parallelo... No, this article is abridged. This article definitely is different from this article that we're seeing on my phone here. Okay. Artist manager describes Israeli rave. No, this is a totally different. They changed. Okay. They changed the link. It's written by the same woman, but the title is different. And the link they give in the cited article is now different from what it was earlier. That's why I couldn't find it. The article that they're linking to is an abridged version of the same article with a new title and and a lot of information taken out. So thank you very much for sending that over. I wanted to have this for posterity. Uh, Pirate118, I really appreciate it. Let me see, what did he say in the chat? Uh, Look for the name Shelly Barrel in the article. The comment about the festival being moved to the paragraph before that. Okay, thank you so much, bro. Appreciate you helping me out there. And what I'm going to do is bring this up on my computer right now. So that I can archive the sites. Let's get it up here. Come on. Yes. Bring it to the computer. Okay. And let's go ahead and archive. Israel Music Festival Artist Manager Account Massacre. 
That's that one right there. Let's go ahead and also bring up the Wikipedia article. Yeah. 17, artist manager describes Israeli rave massacre. It turns into a nightmare. And then the other link that they, at least 260 people dead. All right. So when I went to this link, even though it's the correct title of the article, it actually brought me to this other story right here. Artist manager describes Israeli rave massacre. It turns into a nightmare. Wow. Okay. Thank you so much for uh, for helping me out with getting the proper article. I'm going to go ahead and archive it right now. Let me go ahead and pass out these gold pills over here. Uh, Stone Roller, thank you for the shades. Appreciate you guys. Thank you very much for the support. Uh, make sure you tell everybody that Red Pill 78 on Rumble and the Foxhole at pill.net are the places to go. I also need to remind you about the final sponsors of the program, which, of course, are my friends at OnenessDrops.com. When you go to OnenessDrops.com, you can use code RP78 to get 15% off your order of chlorine dioxide water purification kits. Uh, I would sincerely appreciate you guys supporting this and also supporting yourself because uh, this is uh, some real stuff here. Can you imagine being in Israel or being in Palestine, having all all of the services cut off, not being able to uh, to get potable water that you can drink safely, but you may have some less than stellar water that you could make drinkable with using chlorine dioxide. And then, of course, My Patriot Supply. Prepare with redpill78.com. Save 25% off a three-month supply of emergency food right now. This is obviously something you want to have on hand in case things go the way they are right now in the Middle East. And then, of course, our friend Mike Lindell at mypillow.com. When you use code Code RP78. You can save up to 80% off of every single one of Mike's incredible products made right here in the United States of America. Remember, Mike is in serious financial straits right now. His legal team just dropped him. He is being sued for defamation, for trying to raise awareness about election integrity and the theft of American elections. And I don't know how much longer my pillow is going to be around. I mean, I don't know how much more explicit I can be. So please consider supporting Mike Lindell and this show by using code RP78. And all of those links are in the description box of this video. I want to say thank you for being here. Hopefully, I see you tonight at 9 p.m. on Altered State. Good luck and God bless.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.